Welcome to the Apartment Investor Show, where we help you get smart and invest smarter in multifamily real estate. I'm your host, JC Castillo, founder and managing principal of the Multifamily Property Group. And joining me as always, fresh from Hawaii, just a little bit sleepy-eyed, but doing okay, Mr. Paul Peebles, national underwriter for Old Capital Lending. Polly, how are you feeling today? Not so fresh, JC. <laughs> yes. Been on an airplane for nine hours, as you know, if you ever travel over. Uh, the nighttime, it's very difficult to sleep on the airplane. So uh, uh, traveling uh, eastbound from Hawaii to Dallas and changing planes in Los Angeles is uh, uh, very, very tough. But uh, at the office, nine o'clock and, and we just keep going. So well, Polly, uh, thank you for powering through. And, uh, you know, today we are going to talk about a pretty timely topic, Polly. Today we are going to talk about how to protect your lead in a late inning cycle, late inning economic cycle. And, you know, Polly. The reason it's timely, why don't I let you talk a little bit about that? Well, a couple, a couple different things uh, that I think are on the top of our minds right now. One is that we're seeing a little bit of an inverted yield curve, again, where interest rates longer term are actually lower. So the long-term, you know, 10-year treasury is lower than the short-term rate. And so that's a little bit of a, of a sign of a possible uh, recession that's coming up and what type of an impact that's going to have on multifamily. So, you know, we're not seeing a red flashing light. If this was red, yellow, and green, you know, green has been for the last say seven, eight, nine years. And, and that's been just a, a huge green. And now I th I'm seeing a little bit of a green, but I'm also seeing a little bit of a yellow flashing light. So I think that's something that we have to under kind of understand in this part of the cycle. If you've, if you own, own real estate, you, you know, you were buying a B or C properties, uh, Again, A, A properties is not the people probably listening to this this podcast. It's just not. I mean, we're, we're not institutional buyers, but the B and C typically are. And we've been buying a lot of C, C property. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, how to protect it, uh, ourselves coming up in, into a possible recession. And one of the things is that uh, with JC, JC's been through it for, you know, not, you know, since the Great Recession. He was a, an apartment investor, so he has some great knowledge to share with you. That's one of the things that we don't talk a little bit about is, is that people have, have a history of, of how to get through it. You know, it's kind of tribal knowledge. JC's a good person to listen to about that. Of course, I've, I've been through it numerous times being in uh, a lender for the last 35 years on apartments is that you, you, you have to understand a little bit more about what's going on and what the background is. So how do we protect ourselves, JC? Let's, can you give me like three or four different ideas that, that's on your top of your head? Well, absolutely, Polly. I mean, I've got four for you today, so I'm going to exceed the bar uh, like I always try to do is set the bar low and exceed the bar. So we've got four actionable steps that you can take as a, if you're a passive investor or if you're an active sponsor, four steps that you can take to protect your lead in a late inning uh, economic cycle. And, you know, Polly mentioned it, right? I mean, look, uh, I am one of those few birds that have been through a, a significant downturn. The recession, you know, obviously was, was the biggest in, in a last large number of years. And so I think that, you know, what's really important out there is, look, uh, we're not here to say that the sky is falling. And we're certainly not here to say that. We are slow and steady wins the race type of people. And we're still doing deals out there, albeit a little bit less frequency now. But what we are saying is that if you haven't been through a recession, um, you may have a little bit of a rose-colored uh, lenses on your, your goggles. And when you've been through a recession, you sort of, not only do you see the upside in, in the market, but you also sort of more importantly look for the downside uh, in what can go wrong just as much yeah. as what can go right. And yeah, I think like, that's uh, what we really want to talk about today. 
Right. Just like, uh, can you expect concessions coming up here? Can you expect the physical vacancy to have an impact onto your property? Uh, the people who actually live on your property, are they actually paying rent? There's a lot of things that uh, we're not going to have a chance to go through everything, but I just want to start to have people think that this, this possible yellow flashing light about uh, on their, their deal. So let's get, that's right. But let's get right into it, Polly. Let's talk about it. So, you know, the number one way that we're going to talk about today to protect your lead in a late inning cycle is to um, move up in asset class, right? So Polly mentioned it, right? We're, we're, we're not doing new, new properties. We're not institutional investors. That's not how we make our money. We're, we're investing in solid C and B type properties. Right. Um, if, you, if you sort of look at the last several years, investing in a C property has been the most profitable of all of the asset classes. And so a lot of people that are buying C properties out there should, should, I think should take a step back and say, look, what should we do moving forward with a looming recession potentially? And so what I recommend is that you move up an asset class. Okay. If you think about it, uh, a C property is going to be rented by a very, very blue collar uh, tenant base. And so that tenant base is already paying, historically speaking, the highest rents they've ever paid um, in all these metros. And so if they're already affordability constrained in a, a, a healthy economy, if we have a recession hit, you can imagine that those renters who are barely scraping by now and who live paycheck to paycheck, let's face it, are really going to have a tough time making rent if they lose their jobs or one or two of the people in their family household loses their jobs. And so if you think about it, if you've got a very heavy C-class portfolio, you're going to be a lot more exposed in a downturn uh, than, you, than you would be in a healthy economy. So really think about moving up the stack into a B, uh, B asset, a real solid B asset would be something that's built in the 1980s or newer. And you want to go look for something that is uh, in a little bit nicer of, of, of an area. So if you've got a newer product, what's going to happen is your, your tenant profile is going to be more of what we would call a gray collar tenant base. And so maybe not necessarily working for Google as an engineer, that would be white collar, but certainly, you know, having a little bit more of, of job stability and maybe a few more dollars in the bank in the case of recession. And that B resident, B class resident at your B class property is going to be able to withstand an economic shock a little bit better than maybe say your paycheck to paycheck blue collar resident. So definitely think about moving up an asset class as our number one tip on how to protect your lead. Um, Polly, the second thing that we can tell you uh, from experience about how to protect your lead is that you want to choose locations for investment that are quality locations in really, really big metros. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about that, right? So if you're investing in a tertiary or a secondary market, right now you may be thinking, look, I'm going into a tertiary market or a secondary market because the cap rates and the yields are fantastic, right? I'm making great returns. Well, there's a big reason for that, right? It's all about risk versus reward. The reason why a tertiary market is giving you better yields is because it, you're taking on more risk to make those returns, okay? If there's an economic downturn in a tertiary market, you're gonna be investing in an area that's typically gonna have less population growth, a less diverse economy, and less job growth. And so if it's a, let's say a one trick pony with maybe one or two major employers in a smaller city and in the recession, one of those employers sort of bellies up or isn't able to support the economy, suddenly you've got a whole bunch of renters that aren't going to be able to make rent payments at your property. If instead you're investing in a huge metro, a nice 
metro with with you know top notch uh, population growth, top job growth, um, and a very diverse job market. If something goes wrong in one particular industry or one particular segment, um, that metro's got enough scale to make up for that one segment being down, and you should still be able to make it through the recession. So really, what you want to do, your number two thing you want to do is you want to go to a quality location in a big metro. And when I say big metro quality location, I'm not just talking about the big picture, say, for example, Dallas-Fort Worth, for example. I'm talking about actually going into the sub-market and even the micro-market and thinking about strategically where you're buying inside of those big metros. So to give you an example, you know, when a recession hits, you're going to see a slight dip in potentially occupancy. There's going to be a couple people that are going to lose jobs. And so what happens is the, the renters or the customers are going to have more uh, power in that, in that sort of a, an economy where they're going to be able to pick and choose where they live a little bit more than they would have when your properties are at full occupancy. So if they're able to pick and choose, all things being equal, they're going to choose to live in a much better micro market or a much better neighborhood. So make sure that you're buying a property in a great neighborhood because when the recession happens and people have choices, guess what? All things being equal, which they will be because everybody's going to be competing for the same customers, they're going to choose to live in a better, better micro market or a better neighborhood. So again, move up an asset class and, 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 and also make sure that you're picking a quality location um, in these larger metros. Number three thing I want to talk about is make sure on your financing stack, on your capital stack, that you are securing long-term debt with very low leverage or relatively low leverage. Um, this is a big one, folks. Uh, in the recession, I saw people get creamed. And if you look historically at the Great Recession, what happened, you know, these properties didn't go 50% dark, at least ones that were being operated, you know, normally didn't go 50% dark. They maybe saw a few percentage points decline in occupancy. But really what did a lot of people in during the Great Recession was they had a really short-sighted outlook on how they were going to be going in and out of that property. So they had a really short uh, loan window. They had uh, really, really high leverage. And they were just banking on the fact that that property was going to definitely go up in two years and they were going to be able to sell it and make boatloads of money. Yeah, and just like exactly yeah, what happened, right? Yeah, so just like in this, there was sub subprime for single-family homes, there was subprime for multifamily properties too, and they had the, the same like two twenty-eight, uh, three twenty-seven type of loans so that, that uh, everything they they touched went up. Just single-family, multifamily, well, that wasn't the truth, and so you you never wanted to do a multifamily loan on a short-term, uh, short-term uh, maturity in these these properties, and so it wasn't the occupancy, it wasn't the NOI, it was the the you know, the the short term uh, maturity which hurt a lot of apartment investors, so that's why we're we're kind of banging the table on trying to go long as you can on the term itself, whether it's ten or twelve year fixed, that's the best way to do it because if you do have this some some type of a slightly uh, decline of NOI, you can carry this on so you don't have a maturity coming to you at a bad time. So think about trying to go to long-term permanent fixed uh, rates if that's possible. Number four, JC, what is that? Well, number four we're going to talk about is we're, we're going to recommend that you really work hard on tightening up your operations, okay? A, a lot of people actually don't really talk about operations as part of the overall multifamily business, but you know, operations are super critical, right? Number, number one thing we always try to do is, is buy a good property. 
Uh, number two thing we try to do as value add guys is make sure we reposition it properly. But once you buy right and you reposition properly, you know, operations, if you're going to hold a property for 10 to 12 years, let's face it, it takes you two years to renovate and reposition a property. So that means you got eight to 10 years left of operating it the right way in order for you to have a very profitable business. Because at the end of the day, these businesses, these apartment complexes are businesses. They have to be operated properly to be able to turn profit. And so I think what we would recommend to all you investors out there, whether you're a passive investor that's working with sponsors or whether you're a sponsor that's actually either having your own management company or uh, that's contracting a third party is make sure that your, your operations are being done efficiently, right? And if we think about it, operations goes back to good old fashioned customer service, right? We, we have our own you know, management company. We, we, we're fully integrated uh, here at Multifamily Property Group. And so we always tell our people that, you know, look, these are not your residents. These are your customers, okay? And the difference is very important. It means that customers have a choice. They can take their business somewhere else. And so you've really got to be making sure that whoever's managing your properties is doing the right things to take care of your customer, okay? Work orders have to be completed on time and completed the right way. They've got to get the right service when they need it. They've got to have a service with a smile. You've got to have happy people taking care of your customer. So really, you know, these are some basic blocking and tackling things on the operations side that you have to pay attention to because they become a lot more critical in a downturn. Because to be honest with you, in in an upturn and an up in an economic cycle on the up, a lot of these problems get masked by full occupancy, right? So if a, if a customer has nowhere else to go and they have to use your product, then of course you can have bad customer service and they're probably still going to rent. But believe me, when the, when the economy turns, if your operations aren't good, you're going to suffer. Um, the other thing about operations when I say tighten is there's only two ways to tighten it from a financial perspective, right? You've got your revenue, which is your renter income, and you've got your expenses. So pay attention to how the expenses are, are, are being allocated. Make sure that you've got an efficient um, operation on the expense side. And make sure that you're being efficient with how you're collecting your income, right? Income is tenants paying rent. It's, it's other income like billing back for utilities. It's late fees. It's all that stuff. Make sure that your operations are tight because that's going to be the number four way that you can protect your lead in a downturn. So if we, we can kind of review those things, Polly, we've got number one is make sure that you move up an asset class. Number two is choose quality locations in a big metro to really protect yourself. Number three is make sure that you secure long-term debt and make sure you don't get over leverage, right? Maybe 70 to, to 75% leverage. You're probably going to be seeing most of the time for long-term debt in this market and make sure and tighten up your operations from a, uh, a management side so that you can make sure that you're profitable through a recession. So Polly, those are the four ways I think that we can tell people to kind of help them get over the hump if we do see a recession coming up. That sounds good. You know, JC, you're an apartment syndicator, which means you take some of your own money and you use other people's money as limited partners to invest in the properties. If somebody wanted to get more information about what you do and get to know you a little bit better, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you, JC? Well, you know, Polly, we have been doing this for a very long time and, and we are a, uh, you know, we've learned a little bit along the way. And so we are always happy to help anybody that we can and give them good advice on how to invest properly and how to do the right things from a, from a multifamily investment perspective. If you're interested in scheduling a free 50 minute consultation with our company, you can go to our website at multifamilypropertygroup.com. 
go to the contact us section of our website and request a 15 minute consultation and we will set something up with you and we would be happy to sit down and see how we can help you out. And you'll most likely be meeting with, with myself um, if you set up that meeting. So absolutely do reach out to us. We're happy to help. Polly, what do you got going on your side with Old Capital? You know, education is, is probably the biggest thing about what's going on. Uh, you know, learn as much as you can. The second thing is network. So the 2019 uh, multifamily conference for Old Capital is at the House of Blues, October 24th, 25th. We'd love for you to come in and meet, say, six, 700 people. That will be at the House of Blues on October 25th. 24th is a cocktail party, great networking event. 25th is all day. And the theme this year is really uh, taking care of business and doing the right thing. So doing the right thing, we have a, we're going to have a, our keynote speaker is going to be Coach Lou Holtz. Coach Lou Holtz is coming in. He's going to spend you know, 45 minutes to an hour talking a little bit about doing the right thing. That's doing the right thing for your investors, for the property, to your lender, you know, and, and quite honestly, for the customer, your tenant, make sure you're doing the right thing. So we want to take, take that and, and talk a little bit about it. So go to oldcapitalpodcast.com, oldcapitalpodcast.com. Come on down to Dallas, reserve your ticket, come on and see us October 24th, 25th. We'd love to see you then. Polly, I'm excited about that conference. I will be there. And I can tell you from personal experience, having gone to several of them, that this is a conference not to be missed. If you are a passive investor and you want to meet people that are doing deals that you can maybe invest in their deals, you're going to find people there. If you're an active sponsor and you're looking to actually do deals, you're going to find a whole ecosystem of basically, from my experience, every single power player in DFW and in Texas in general, and maybe even in other markets are going to be at that conference. It's something that you need to go to. Make sure you do check that out. And I will be there as well. Sounds good, JC. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks for everybody listening to us today. Again, yellow flashing light uh, towards a green light, not a red light, but just kind of doing the right thing for your investors and for you. You know, you worked hard for this money. Let's make sure we keep an eye on it. We don't want to see anybody lose any money. So let's just keep going and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, JC. Thank you. Signing out.